Your own personal headley Someone to sponsor the show Helping us grow Handjobs for headley I am sexy, my wit is quick, I'll triumph soon and fuck hot chicks. I am sexy, my wit is quick, I'll triumph soon and fuck hot chicks. Say it with me, Kathy. Is that your mantra? (laughs) Kathy! What? (laughs) I am trying to do a positive affirmation so that I can manifest a positive outcome in my life. You know what? The listeners don't want to hear your your affirmations. I am sexy. My wit is quick. I'll triumph soon and fuck hot chicks. God damn it, Kathy. Oh, I have yeah. to have hope. I have to have hope, Kathy. All right. If it keeps you going, then do your affirmations. That's fine. <laughs> that, the listeners will just tune out when you do those. No, they won't. Everyone should have their own affirmation. We're going to talk about some of those things and the tricks we're doing to maintain our dynamics and to maintain our sanity in in all this. And, you know, sometimes mantras and speaking out things. I've noticed that, you know, I started going down a real dark place again. Uh And so I'm like, look, I know just as well as anybody that, you know, deals with insanity and that sometimes you just repetitively say negative things. And so you think negative all the time. So it's kind of that we've talked about it before, kind of fake it till you make it. So I'm like, I'm trying to just, you know, be fucking positive, Kathy. Oh, okay. Now, now I'm on board with your affirmations. I get it. I am sexy. My wit is quick. Yeah. I'll triumph soon. And fuck our chicks. Yes, you will, Boogie. Yeah, that's right. I will, Kathy. I saw a picture today. You know, I was going through the pictures and I'm trying to do some stuff and maybe put the show back on YouTube, which we did for a while, um, which, you know, got us some, some listeners. And, you know, so I was trying to do that and I was going through pictures and I saw it was nothing, Kathy, but a bowl. And I know exactly that picture. Because it was a regular occurrence in my life. And it was a big bowl and it had sudsy bubbles in it and it had like three or four dildos soaking. You know, two double ended dildos and a couple regular dildos. And it was just filled with sudsy water, cleaning dildos. And it was like, oh, good weekend with the girls. Uh oh. Kind of thing. Right. And I saw that, Kathy, and instantly I'm like, and they started getting that little twitch in the side where you're like you know it's been a while and so i start going i am sexy my wit is great i'll triumph soon and fuck hot chicks or whatever the fuck it is (laughs) i don't even know anymore but all i know (laughs) you have to i'm sorry you have to follow my uh, lead. Okay. I have a rule. Okay. That you never look at pictures ever. <laughs> Why did you not tell me this <laughs> yesterday? Never ever. 
I can't believe you would do that to yourself. I I mean, I was trying to do stuff for the show, and then all of a sudden I start going through that, and I'm like, oh, look, there's Abyss with an anal hook, and, you know, and there's Mew and all sorts of contorted Mew positions. Oh, look, there's Bunny and Mew, and then, you know, Panda, and, you know, a couple of the others all lined up with their asses in the air going, yay, daddy, take me! And I'm like, "Ah, I am sexy, my wit is quick, I'll triumph soon and fuck on chicks. It's coming back, goddammit. Okay, yes it is. I am not going to die here. (laughs) No, you're not. (laughs) I will somehow triumph again. I'll get it back. I started, you know, reminiscing about threshold days. And yes, I just said the fucking name because I'm sick of being a little bitch and saying doorway. That's fine with me. I don't give a shit that. Good. I don't, I, I, from this point on, will say whatever the fuck i feel like saying about that goddamn piece of shit club anytime i feel like it and if you want to edit that out i got no problem with that i'm not editing nothing out i actually have a lot of great memories about threshold and we had a lot of great memories with threshold and yeah it didn't end great and who knows what's going to happen with their future but it was some of the best work of my life some of the most fulfilling work of my life, some shitty stories, but really just so many new people coming in. And I really do miss that. I really do miss seeing the faces. And on the podcast, we get to hear and we read letters from around the world of our listeners that are like, hey, you guys help me and help me in this part of my relationship or with these creative ideas or that type of thing. But it is something to see the faces of people walking into a place where you've created an environment for them to be safe and explore themselves. I do miss that. I I have no doubt that I, at some point I will feel the same way and this will fall away. But right now I'm still very, very angry and the time has not passed enough for me to let that go yet. It's been 83 weeks since the episode. What? Are you counting it in weeks? <laughs> well, I mean, it was episode 190. I know because everyone's like, send me that episode. That was so horrible that you supposedly did all these horrible things that almost got everyone banned and kicked out of, of you know, a fucking threshold. So, People yeah, will be so disappointed if they listen to that episode. They'll be like, everyone oh, man, is. I got all the way to the end and nothing happened. That's what it is. Every time they're like, what, what was, I don't understand what was there. Um, you know, that was so horrible. The owner of the fucking building, it, it, thresholds address is on a website. If you are the owner of the building, then it is known that you are there. We didn't say anybody's name or anything or uh, whatever their affiliation was. So they're the owner, so they made it a big confidentiality thing. Look, here, 83 episodes later, we're now giving some information. But let's get away from that, because I am sexy, my wit is quick, I'll triumph soon, and fuck hot chicks. And that's what's important. Are you going to do a vision board for yourself? (laughs) (laughs) What the hell's a vision board? It's one of those things people do when they believe in the law of attraction and you get a big piece of, you know, foam board and you put up pictures of things and then you look at it and you do your daily affirmations and you become one of those people that just believes all you have to do is your mantra and then things will come to you. I know, Kathy, because I don't actually believe that. Um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> but... That's why I'm giving you shit. 
<laughs> you can give me shit. But what I do believe is that if I speak negatively constantly about myself, then I have no chance of ever feeling different than that. So I do believe in the fact that if you just constantly abuse somebody, that eventually it will wear them down and they won't get better. And that I, I experienced that my whole childhood and people experience that in their abusive relationships. So instead of treating myself like an abuse victim, I'm going to once again, try to start talking to myself as a person that is valuable. Right. Ew, that Which sounded a- weird, didn't it? It's coming from you. I don't even know what to think, but I think it's very healthy. Oh, fucking pussy. <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with you? Suck it up, boy. Get on that electric lawnmower thing and go mow the yard. <laughs> Change a muffler. Get your car to start. How about, yeah. how about that? <laughs> now, now, now. I am sexy. My wit is quick. I'll try him soon and fuck hot chicks. That's right. How have you been, Kathy? This has been a great eight minutes of show. We've said a lot. We should you just stop now. Now. Man, now I got that's stuff, the end of a show. I put together all kinds of shit for the show. I'm not saying bye now. What are you trying to do all the work I put into this? You are sexy. Your wit is quick. You'll triumph soon and, and have more creative explorer dick. Dick, yeah. <laughs> more dick, period. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be creative explorers. Any dick will do except for yours. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I don't know what to say about that. I'm all, did that hurt? Nah, not really. It's not like I haven't had 273 fucking episodes to get used to this rejection. Please, you have a picture of dildos you washed, okay? I have no sympathy for you. I'm, I'm not, I, I, I'm totally cool with that. Did you get some dick? I know we, we've changed the schedule of the show, so it's only been like five days since we recorded the last. Right. Have you gotten more dick in that time? Are you acquiring dick? Do you keep it in like a dick account at the bank and you like withdraw it's dick? It's in a dick jar. It's in a dick jar. <laughs> and you're like, I think I'm going to go get myself some dick. It's like a jar of pickles and you just open it up and dick flies Ew, out. Oh, pickle you. dick. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't pickle dicks, okay? Well, I mean, it keeps them, you know, you can preserve them for a long time because sometimes there may be, you never know when a pandemic's going to show up and you're going to run out of dick and you need dick that's preserved. So you need to pickle dicks on your shelf for that you time. Know, it's like, be a prepper, <sighs> Kathy. God damn. You know what? Limp pickled dick does me no good. What if it was a special preservative that kept it hard? Mm. Nah. Now that might be. Now you're talking. And invent that perverted podcast listeners, and you got yourself a patent. The perverted podcast listeners are right now hurling into a toilet because that sounds disgusting. <laughs> Pickle dick. Pickle dick and donuts, you know. That's like sounds like a breakfast, uh, a French breakfast, you know. I'm not gonna talk anymore about pickled dicks. Wait a minute. Did we even start the show? No, we haven't yet. Oh, sorry. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Hello and welcome to Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the life, sex, to what? Oh my god! Kinky lifestyle, really? sex, and perversion. 
Recording live from our respective laptops, where apparently we have nothing better to do but talk about pickled dicks before we even start the show. I'm Kathy. I am Count Boogie, and now here's Fat Life stuff. Celebrate your veg, cause it rocks. Put a needle in your cock on Fat Life. All right, for your peace of mind, please know that the author of every post we talk about has specifically granted us permission to do so. Today, I have a post from Jody Be Good. I don't know if Jody Be Good, if she's a good girl or bad girl, but I like her name, Jody Be Good. I saw her pictures. I like her tits. What? Oh, God, really? <laughs> this is I, why I have a hard time getting people to let us, give us permission to do posts because you're always talking no. about the women's tits. You know what? Maybe she likes the fact that I like her tits. Maybe her master is like, that's right. My woman's got some nice titties. And it's good <laughs> that some weird freaking positive affirmation asshole online likes them. Jody, be good. We'll, we'll go with that. Good job. We'll assume that, that that's what's <laughs> happening. All right. It's got a nice butt, too. What? <laughs> oh, my God. All right. She wrote a post called Maintaining a Power Exchange Relationship When the World is Burning. She says, maintaining a power exchange relationship, even in the best of times, takes work. When you add being poly and not cohabitating, that causes its own challenges. Then you add a global pandemic, social distancing, political unrest, and a host of other issues, then it seems nearly impossible to maintain. But guess what? Not impossible. When you are feeling lost and helpless, as many of us are now, this is when that dynamic can help ground us. When you know there is something constant and unchanging in a world that is so unpredictable, it gives you something to cling to, to trust in a safe haven from the chaos that we face daily. It is easy to feel overwhelmed and not have the energy to do anything beyond what we absolutely have to. We will all get through this, and hopefully we will be better and stronger for it. Keep fighting for what is right. Keep your head held high. We are stronger together, and we can make a difference. She is sexy. Her wit is quick. She'll <laughs> triumph soon. And get more dick. Jennifer Cook, she go get more dick. <laughs> I think she already gets dick. I don't know if she lives with her master or not. You know, I looked at all the pictures in Perv. They got a whole thing going there from Polly and what stuff. What did you do? Read her whole life story? No, nah, I just went and looked. You know, I was there. I read the thing. It, you know, I read the, the post. And then I, like, I'm like, oh, let's do a little Perv in here. Because, you know, I got time to do some Pervin. Sure. So I get into their life. I see, you know, see what I can read from the faces and the things. Looks like some, you know, they have a lot of fun. Got a good thing going. Good for you. <laughs> well, it was a very positive post. I'm glad, uh, you know, I, I actually said to myself, oh, gosh, no, we can't do two positive posts in a row. And then I thought, what the hell am I thinking? Of course <laughs> we can. <laughs> Why not? No, I really did enjoy this post. Do you want to go first? No, go for it. Because right now, I don't have a lot of dynamic, you know, whereas, you know, for the past five and a half years, there was lots of dynamics. I either had, you know, I had Mew the whole time, but then there was, at first it was Abyss, and then Abyss and Mew, and then I had Mew, and then our other partners, and then Bunny came in. And, and so I had a lot of dynamic to carry me through, and I absolutely understand what she was saying about sometimes when things are kind of chaotic in your life, knowing that you have that commitment to that dynamic 
and to those other people in your life is very grounding for someone like me that's chaos and all over the place. It is definitely something that I relied on because I knew Mew had to study for her tests and, and Bunny had the things that she was working on that we were trying to visualize our way through, you know, mint chip drives the bus and supernovas and all those things. And so all of those things gave me like a sense of purpose and responsibility. And now that, you know, Mew's off in school and Bunny's doing her thing with school and the dynamic isn't as strong, I feel less grounded. Mm -hmm. So that's where I've turned pretty much my main dynamic right now is perverted podcast. So that's why I'm, I'm getting more focused on the listeners and bringing that dynamic between us and the listeners that I've always wanted and trying to find those little programs and rituals that get me, get me back to being grounded. Cause if not, yeah. I'm all over the place. Right. Uh, I think that everybody now is starting to, well, we have no choice. You, you, you start to um, realize what's really important to you now with everything that's, that's going on. And, and like, like she says, you, you kind of cling to those, you trust in it. And at first I, I was thinking, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you that I haven't seen friends in a long time. I haven't been able to connect with anyone, my family, you know, we, we talk on the phone every once in a while and I, I'm not happy with it. I can't celebrate, uh, birthdays and, and holidays with the people I love. And right now as I work, I come, I feel very fortunate because I'm still working, uh, I come home and I sit in this little room and the weekends have become even more important to me than they were before because I get to connect with my dominant and I and I get to do the things that ground me. And I find tremendous solace in that, particularly now when I feel so cut off from everybody else. And it it actually when, you know, we talked you and I about how I want I needed to ask for what what I, I needed in my dynamic from him and how hard it was. The one thing that really, really pushed me into doing it a lot quicker than I probably would have was that I, th I was going to sound horrible and desperate. This is all I've got, motherfucker. I got nothing else. I'm not, I can't be going to no fucking parties and meeting somebody else. I can't be, you know, chatting up people and saying, let's meet at a restaurant or something. I can't do any of that shit. And so I thought I better fucking maintain this one relationship that has that has come to mean so much to me and now especially is even more important to me. And and on top of that, Boogie, I I absolutely need oh, how do I put it? I need that harsh dominance from him now more than ever. Because it it actually it's something that I I've actually never verbalized, but I've read tons of posts and anybody who's a submissive listening to me knows what I'm talking about. You need somebody to take control in your life. And I've never, I've always needed it when things have been tough. And now things are really tough and I need it more than ever. So it, it's what really pushed me to tell him I, I, I need to have that from you. I, I have to be, I need to feel really pushed down and dominated and very, have someone be very aggressive with me and, and, and be very mean with me. That's, that's based. I don't think I can make it any clearer than that. What I need is someone to be mean. Someone I really trust. Let to me be mean. spell this out for you. Beat my ass. <laughs> can I make it any clearer? 
See the Sharpie written across my forehead with the number one and the little star next to it? That's what I need. I'm communicating to you. No, I absolutely understand that. And in the switch of that, I think a lot of bottoms and S-types definitely relate to the dynamic that you're talking about to where you need uh, somebody to take the reins. I would like all the S-types to know that the dominant also needs that grounding by your submission, by your willingness to let them lead, by your, for me, to let me be the daddy, to let me feel as though I have a purpose. Because for me, as the top type, me having a purpose, me being able to be there for my bottom or my submissive or my little girl, that is the thing that drives me in the same way that you feel that being dominated grounds you. So don't ever discount the fact that what you are giving to your dominant is exactly what they need in this time. Right. That's a good point. A really good point. Of course, it's not a point I would... I would have thought of because I'm the submissive in this one, but absolutely. It, it is a power exchange after all. It is. And even in some ways, I don't think it makes me less dominant that I need structure in my life too. Yeah. Don't we all, man? Believe me, you, we all need somebody to, I would, you know what? I actually would love that in my life because remember a while back we, we read a post about uh, somebody who was saying that they, now that their relationship is over, they find it tremendously hard to do the all the kinds of chores that she easily did around the house when it was doing it for somebody else. But when you do it for yourself, it's a lot harder. Sure. I would love, I'm the same way, I would love to have a dominant who was more hands-on that way. Creative Explorer absolutely is not that type of dominant. No. <laughs> it, it's a tremendous amount of responsibility to take on in someone's life to, to be that kind of cracking the whip and making sure that they stay on schedule. Um, so I it's, get it's it. A, but, it's a lot of work. I mean, I did yeah. that for you for years while she um, she had to be disciplined to do her study, you know, when she didn't want to study. I think if if you don't do well with an individual like I don't, I don't do well with an individual, but I do like a group. Because I don't, I don't know, maybe I'm just butthurt and insecure or something. I don't feel threatened by a group because we're all working together for a common goal. But that's another option for some people, too, if, if they don't... Wait, we're on a different topic. What the fuck are we talking about? So, well, it, excuse me, that's perverted podcast. That's what we do. Oh, that's right. All of a sudden, I'm like, wait a minute, what does this have to do with dynamics? Okay, well, never mind. Hey- Maybe people, not everybody is in a dynamic that they can that they can rely on or lean on in a time like this. And maybe a group is is the thing to do. I know a lot of people now in the kink community are getting together uh, online. They're doing Zoom uh, sessions. They're doing classes online. You know, having a support group online for people who are unfortunately out of sheer luck at the time the pandemic hit did not have an established relationship. That can fucking suck. And it can really help to talk to someone about that. Well, thank you very much for for cleaning up (laughs) what I had no idea what I was saying. Very good, Kathy. (laughs) Yes, I meant to say that. That is exactly what I meant to say. (laughs) That's where I was going. (laughs) That is exactly where I was going. Thank you very much. But one thing I did, uh, if you do have a dynamic or if you have some sort of relationship, surely setting small goals right now if you're not together is really important. 
And those goals can be as simple as, you know, a ritual every day. We're going to do one thing, even if it's just like for me, one of my rituals is to make sure that I reach out to certain people and say something encouraging to them, like either Mew or Bunny or uh, somebody that I know needs encouragement. And so those are some of the things that I do to keep either my friendships or my dynamics alive with those people. Sometimes Mew puts on a collar, the collar I gave her when she's having a stressful day or she feels kind of out of place. So there's definitely little things you can do to kind of rejuvenate that dynamic, you know, on a daily basis. Very true. Very good. Good post. Uh, What was that? Why do you have to do that? That's so disgusting. I am sexy. My wit is quick. No, I'll triumph soon and fuck hot chicks. You're not sexy. Your wit is really dull and slow. <laughs> you know, you can throw your hate at me, but do you understand that humiliation requires a power exchange that I'm not giving you right now? Isn't that what you were doing to me when you burped like that in the middle of the show? It's disgusting. Whatever. Moving on to the reds. We will. When beepy listeners don't send questions, Kathy's butthole feels the tension. She must go to Reddit. Kinky posts and fucked up problems. Kathy gets our shit on Reddit. Unaware, we try to solve them. Not going to lay guilt trips on anybody here, but because I didn't get any questions from the listeners. Go, Granny. Oops, did I just lay the guilt trip? You just went straight, straight Jewish Granny on him. I did. Why don't you call? You never write to me anymore. All right. So this is a post that uh, I read on Reddit, which I thought was fabulous because it addresses a, a common misconception that people have about spanking. So this is somebody who was generally very confused when, about when a submissive wants to be spanked, even though they haven't done anything wrong. Um, because what they wondered was if they want it, doesn't that amount to being a reward instead of a punishment? And doesn't there need to be a clear and definitive line between punishment and reward? Now, generally, yeah, you absolutely do have to have a line between the two because even when a submissive uh, feels pain when they're being spanked or when they're being punished, it's still something that they want. But here's the thing. I have noticed this common misconception either with new people or people who are not in into kink. And that is the misconception that spanking is a punishment. No, no, no. <laughs> you, just because, Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the new world. It is absolutely. One has nothing to do with the other unless you decide to put them together. A spanking is can have many reasons why the person wants to give it and why the person wants to receive it. And now I'm going to say, I'm going to preface this by saying this is just my experience in my, not only my relationships, but the people that I've watched and my friends and, and the groups that I have been part of. It is uh, the minority of people who use spanking as a punishment. And the reason for that, that I have found is that to, for it to amount to a punishment, you have to be in a committed power exchange in which some form of, of uh, comeuppance uh, is, is part of what you guys are doing. Not every power exchange is that way. The dominant may want to spank the submissive just because they want to or because 
it happens to be a, a good payoff. One person wants to give it, the other person wants to receive it. But punishment, in my experience, very rarely comes into it because just as we were talking earlier that in order for a dominant to really uh, take over a submissive's uh, schedules and, and make sure they stay on top of things, that takes a lot of work. And punishment is one of those things. If you're going to punish somebody, you're messing with something that could really fuck up their head if you don't do it right. You have to be there when it's over. You have to follow through. You have to make sure that you're putting a proper plan together that motivates that person and that punishment has to be part of that motivation that is a tall order it's not something that you do spanky spanky i'm going to punish you and then you walk away so it is not like i said in my experience it's not something that i i've seen i see a lot of it's more likely that i will see two people playing for and and one uh you know doing impact play on the other whether it's spanking or something else for a completely different reason if it is punishment then yeah then absolutely, you need to have, there's a difference between the kind of spanking uh, that happens for erotic reasons, for sexual reasons, for fun reasons, versus the, you, you're now going to have to pay for what you've done. Two completely different things. Kathy, you're so articulate. Ah, ha, ha. <laughs> you're so, sometimes I just listen to you and I'm like, I'm so glad you're on this show. So I don't just come in and blow a full tart answer at everybody i can balance it out with some good kathy shit that was absolutely epic description of the difference between a punishment dynamic and what would be like a role play punishment right like oh you did something bad or we're going to create this character or it's going to be an interrogation scene or teacher student you didn't you know you didn't do your work correctly or any of those things that are a role play, then, of course, you can make up whatever damn punishment you want. Right. And then it's fun, you know, and those are called punishments to a lot of people. They're, you know, it's something that it's like we're making up a punishment. Like, I mean, you can be as bad. I've done as bad as like gaslight role play where it's all in fun. It's not like real gaslighting, um, but it's like spell Czechoslovakia. I don't know how to spell fucking Czechoslovakia. And then you automatically say you're wrong and bend them over and spank them for spelling it wrong. Even if they spelled it right, it doesn't matter. It's just pick a punishment. Just, it doesn't matter. We used to have a map. There used to be a map in the schoolroom at threshold. And I would, I would literally just say, you know, young lady, your geography has been horrible and we're going to learn the proper way to do geography. And I go, go point to Botswana. And they'd be like, what the fuck is Botswana? And so I start counting one, two, three, and you better fucking get, get to it because every second is a cane strike. And so they would rush to the map and then look and then find in the lower part of Africa that Botswana is, is in Africa. So, um, and then however many seconds that took, you know, that would be how many swats they get. And that was, would be called like a punishment. Right. So there's a million of those. So if it's a, because I also know that because there are a lot of bottoms that like those types of role plays. They like that whole cat and mouse role play where it's not a real punishment like your disciplinary like a part of your dynamic because those have been described to me as very not pleasant using toys that are not pleasant to the person in order to create and just like you talked about i'm not going to go back over what you already eloquently talked about but (laughs) there can be so many ways to create you know a fun place 
of that discipline because a lot of people do like that. I remember, uh, you know, fucking Tony was really good at those where he would bring in elaborate things and you're going to name all the presidents and, you know, he'd have pictures and stuff like that. And if they didn't do it, then, of course, they got, you know, punishments for that. And that was very fun and a great chance to be creative. But just as you said, that is so only one aspect of the type of reasons that people have for wanting to receive or give a spanking. Oh, yeah. Ask, go to any FetLife group that is about spanking and you will get fucking song and verse from these people about what spanking means to them. You get going to any one of those group and get ready for an education because to they will be able to explain spanking in ways that you never realized or, or realized were possible. Honestly, if you ever have a chance, I mean, did we even had who did we have on the spanky? We had spanky on the yeah, show, Spanky's didn't we? On. Yes. Total spankophile and all it's all about the spanking. That's all that they want and uh I I understand that because spanking is a big part of my dynamic. Uh, let you know. Let's use me as an example. I need to be spanked. I don't just like to be spanked. I absolutely need it. I need it to ground me. I I like that it hurts, but I don't. I don't enjoy the pain. And that is another uh, ma- massive, not misunderstanding, but a, a lack of understanding. Because if you if you're going to get into the the nitty gritty of why it is that someone needs to be spanked or, or hit in any way, whether it's a flogger or paddle or whatever, and why someone needs to do it, why someone needs to receive, why someone needs to do it. Because there is a lot of cognitive dissonance in there. You do have conflicting opinions about it in your own head. I don't like the pain. I don't like that stingy kind of pain, but I need to be spanked. And I need to be spanked hard. And so how do you reconcile that? A lot of so us don't. Fucking hot. We just go God. for it. <laughs> I just got to say, Kathy, I got to just, just, you know what? I don't think I've ever gonna... looked. I, I never really thought of that, you know, with you and so Boogie. fervent. So like, I need to be spanked. And I'm like, God damn right. You do. You fucking dirty bitch. Jesus you know Christ. What? It was hot. Take I'm saying it was hot. That. Shut up and just take the compliment. It was you hot. You know what? Put what? your pickle dick away and let me finish. Let me tell <laughs> you, they found that chemical to make my pickle dick not soft. Thank you very much, <laughs> patent pending. Good job, perverted podcast listeners. Yo, Himbe. <laughs> oh, no. Yo, Himbe. Makes your penis hard. <laughs> But it, that's another thing that if uh, if you're if you're confused about it, uh, understand that you're going to be even more confused when you start talking to somebody because you're going to get a shit ton of cognitive dissonance. You just get used to it. Look up that term, understand it, and know that when it comes to receiving pain or punishment or any kind of impact play, that plays into it a lot, and you're never going to get. Well, you're rarely going to get a straight answer from a submissive as to why they want to be spanked. Good job. Uh, 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 uh. Boogie, you better put your dick away. If you have your dick out right now, I'm going to be so upset. Describe upset, Kathy. (laughs) Okay, I don't want to know. 
I am. I'm just reaching down right now. I'm just going, hello there, penis. <laughs> oh, you're talking to your penis. <laughs> hello, hello <there>. penis. <laughs> hello, penis. <laughs> Do you hear the lambs, penis? <laughs> oh, my God. I think we have to start calling. We need to call your penis from now on Pickle Dick. It puts the lotion on its skin or else it gets the it hand gets the again. <laughs> A lot of lotion on the skin. Gross. Tell us we're swell. Tell us to go to hell. Just tell us fucking something on perverted mail. A box. These are kind of old, actually, Boogie. I've been sitting on these for a while because we got some, uh, you know, I actually am very happy we got a lot of good content. Content. And uh, I've been listening to the shows and some of the segments that you do on your own. I'm like, gosh, this is a good show. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm part of the show. <laughs> wait a minute. You're in this. <laughs> I was listening to you to you talking to Bacon Panda. She was kind of talking about the same thing we were talking about earlier about spanking. And she was saying, oh, I need to be spanked. He needs to spank me or I get into trouble. <laughs> I just love this lifestyle so much. <laughs> there are so many amazing symbiotic relationships. Where can you go? Like where? Where can you even go to talk about this? Like I have been so lonely because I don't really have, you know, any source to talk about and just talking to Bacon Panda or any of the other listeners that we've done the segment with and it is like it's literally just my lifeline right now to just know I'm okay. I am sexy. My wit is quick. I'll triumph soon and fuck hot chicks. I know we're we're gonna get through this. It's just you gotta it's gonna be time and it's not gonna be right now. But to right. just know that we are all still swirling out there globally. There's yep. lots of us and mm -hmm. it's it's okay. We're all kind of, you know, a little sputtering out here and there. But in general, it is so great to know that right now there are millions of women that need spankings. <laughs> and I just need to be able to hang on so I can get back to them. I see. Okay. And how do I hold myself together until that time where we can come back and and reconnect and that's i don't know there's there's a part of it it's very tragic sometimes and of course i get really mental about it but there's times where it's also really inspiring the kinky people have not disappeared it's just we're all kind of on, in a holding pattern right now right but the kink is still there the kink is it's there. still that ball of the kink that ball of energy that is the millions of kinky people in the world that is all waiting to return. Right. Hang on. Uh. Am I lying to myself? Sorry, uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, that's right. We were supposed to be doing perverted mailbox. And I started talking about bacon panda. Before you know it, we're off on another another rant. All right. So I have two emails. Um, and they're kind of a bit old, so I'm sorry if they're a little dated. But Dr. Kink ZA wrote to us and said, Hi, perverted podcast team. In this time of quarantine, I'm fortunate enough to be working full time, but it means I don't get to see my play partners much. So I spend all of the day at my desk bring, binging your podcast and living vicariously through you guys. Thank you for providing such an honest and sexy podcast that makes me laugh and also makes me so wet I could slide right off my chair. I appreciate you guys. Keep doing a great job. And P.S., 
I sometimes sneak off to the bathroom at work to masturbate to Boogie's voice. Slide off that chair onto my (laughs) fucking fat cock. God damn it. (laughs) Triumph. Triumph. We gotta wait. Just gotta wait, Kathy. It's just, I am not a tease person. I just want everyone to know this time is bullshit. This sucks. I I don't like teasing. I don't like it. Boogie, your mantra. Don't don't forget your mantra. I am sexy. My wit is quick. I'll triumph soon (laughs) and fuck hot chicks. And maybe maybe a listener. (laughs) Just maybe five listeners. For the love of God, anybody who lives in Texas, contact Boogie. Maybe. I don't know. How They've much been longer. contacting me. My car is now completely dead. I'm going to try to limp my car home and probably die. Why don't you just buy a new car already? It's, Kathy, if we could have a relationship between me and my car, it's complicated is the title. You said before I you said left. I said before I left when I was in Los Angeles and I didn't understand about DMV in Texas and not getting anyone on the phone and things like that and how much it's going to cost and the fact that I can't get money out of my bank because my bank's not here and it's a credit union and it's here and I got to go five times but I don't have a car. Mantra. Blah, 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 blah. Mantra. So it's been a little challenging. All right. So, but I will fuck them. <laughs> All right. You'll have to drive to Boogie's place and pick him up. <laughs> Just drive. And we'll go sit in the some hot parking lot somewhere. Oh, my God. Okay, I've got another one. You ready? Yeah. This is by Little Detail who wrote and said, Hey, Boogie, I remember a jingle from the earlier episodes concerning Polly. Mostly the line, Polly is hard. Is it somewhere <laughs> online? We had a rough Polly month and also some friends of mine as well. And every time we sat together discussing our fuck-ups, I had this one sentence in your voice stuck in my head. I'd love to hear the full jingle. I believe you sent it to her, didn't you? Of course, I sent it. Yeah. I'll send it to everyone. It is There is a SoundCloud that's like, I think it's... I don't know the name. I'm not going to try to say. But we do have a whole SoundCloud page that just has the jingles from the show, and I put those up. But if you email us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com, I will send you any email. I will send you any jingle. They're only like four or five megabytes, you know, so it's easy to just mail it to someone. Right. If you go to fetlife.com and look for the Perverted Podcast group, not not the profile, the group. There's a bunch of stickies there at the very top. One of them says, listen, join, follow, chat, download, enjoy. And I have put a bunch of links there, uh, some of which do say. Oh, um, Kathy's looking up shit. I am looking up shit. Download. Halfway down, it says downloads boogies, music and jingles. And it has a link to your EDM music and a li- link to the show songs and jingles. Oh, okay. So it's there. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good. So uh, we do I mean, work. You can definitely email us. We 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 like it. Just you know, if you want to just get that stuff, follow those links. Bunny likes to read. Likes the feels. Likes the tingle factor. Bunny's fan fiction reviews. All right. Ba boom, ba boom, ba boom, ba bunny. Ba boom, boom. Join me. Ba boom, boom, ba boom, ba boom, ba boom, ba boom, boom, ba boom, Yeah. Yeah. Yay, yay, yay. How are we doing, my love? I'm doing lovely. Lovely under the haze of smoke that blots out the sun. Oh, that's right. That's right. My home. 
My home is burning. So much smoke. Are there fires really close by you? Um, most of them are in Northern California, but yeah, there's some kind of around here. But definitely all the smoke from them has been all over. And to answer your other question that you were going to ask, yes, I did eat my tacos and they're amazing. I am so glad, Bunny, because for our (laughs) Perverted Podcast listeners, we all have to understand the needs of the bun. (laughs) We're supposed to get on and do the segment and then I'm like, okay, time's going by, you know, and, and I'm waiting and I'm like, okay, here's your code. Let's get on it. And she's like, but I have tacos. And I'm like, okay, bunny, go ahead and eat your tacos. Nobody wants to eat cold tacos. We'll all just wait. And now you have eaten your tacos. You have thought about this wonderful writing that you are going to be talking about, mm-hmm. this, uh, this fine segment. Yes, I have. So let's get into it. Okay. This fan fiction is called Weaving Flowers in Her Hair. And it is just a really short um, piece. It's like really short. And it's all about, it's just like a snapshot of a rope scene between two women. Um, And it's just lovely and it's wonderfully written. And I enjoyed it. I also read this, um, but I also found it was very interesting because it, it was kind of non-sexual and it didn't end in any sexuality but I remember thinking at the end of it because it was very short I was like well that was very lovely yeah that sounds like a very lovely moment between two people even though it was kind of like a photography scene um, Uh which a lot of us do and are very familiar with doing erotic photography and in order to really enhance the erotic photography it kind of, for a lot of people, becomes like a play scene. Yeah. And so it's very interactive as you move through as opposed to just standing far away and saying, drop your arm, look this way, think about a dildo, you know, whatever the hell uh, (laughs) the photographer tries to motivate. Sometimes those intertwine. Yeah. As a distraction, don't show your face in erotic photography. Unless you own the camera and the pictures and can do with it as you please or wear a mask or cover your face. That's good advice. But interestingly, because it is like, as you mentioned, they do like they're photographing kind of a shibari scene in it. But like the way it's written, I feel like really is really evocative and it really paints the scene very well. So I felt like I could like see the the woman with all the flowers in her hair and flowers tucked into rope as she like hangs um and just like all the little touches and stuff that were described in the in the fic like it was um I don't know it just it was pretty it was pretty the way it was written and it made me want to be there um and another interesting thing because I mean Okay, so I'm not generally, like, a huge rope person. I like playing with rope. I don't like being the one tied up because I'm very claustrophobic. Yes. But this made me very much want to, like, tie up a pretty girl and, you know, have that intimacy. Yeah, which was interesting. I just, it really made me want to do that. It was just so pretty and seemed so intimate. 
obviously both people were very into it and it was very fluid. So as far as your immersibility into the story, even though it was a short story, how many marshmallows would you give that on the marshmallow meter of money? Yeah, on the immersibility scale, the first number I sent you, which I changed, I first sent you a four, four marshmallows. And this is because I realized usually with like stories, I picture myself or I'm immersed as kind of the person that stuff is happening to. I guess I usually am immersed as the bottom in most of these scenarios that I read about. And even though like I was really drawn in and like could see it in my mind, I was like, oh, but I don't like see myself there. So I gave it like a four. But then later I was like, well, no, I really was in the scene. It just wasn't like there in that scene. I was more of like the other girl in the scene, but I was very immersed in it um, just because of the language and I could see it. So I changed it to a seven. I think that's kind of a neat transition for you because as you've been topping more, and of course we used to do some co-topping together, which was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It's kind of exciting to see that you now have that flexibility where you have to remind yourself almost. You're like, Oh, yeah, I can be the top in this scene. Yeah, yeah. If it doesn't work out for you, if you're not necessarily into the play, it doesn't mean that type of play is necessarily bad for you. It just means you may not identify with it as a bottom. Right, and that's what rope is, I think, for sure. Well, that is very, very good. So let's move on to the thinkies. This was, for me, this was pretty high for me. But what Mm -hmm. what do you feel about the thinkies? What types of things did it make you think about? I think things, we already kind of touched on it. I mean, I gave it an eight for thinkies um, just because it did spark um, thoughts into, oh, I'd love to be in a scene and tie up the girl and make it look pretty. And I, I do like doing things with my hands, like building and things like that. I'm like, oh, I'd love to like really learn rope and make artistic looking things and I thought, I don't know, it gave me a lot of thoughts. It gave me a lot of thoughts. And then, like I said, the interesting, or what you mentioned, the interesting transition into thinking more of a a toppy thing. So it was high for me. I felt it was very high, too. And then, of course, knowing that you don't always identify with bondage as a bottom, Uh as a top, would it necessarily even have to be a rope bondage scene could it be a wax play scene where you're also decorating with flowers could it perhaps be a body painting scene you know there's a lot of different types of things because like to me the attraction to that was the attention that the top put into the decorating of the bottom and kind of making them like a piece of art Mm -hmm. and that to me was very sensual and and very connecting So I was like, well, if you weren't good at bondage or you didn't like bondage as much as far as rope, what other things? And I think there's a lot of things that you can do that you can still get that creative decorating thing with your partner. Yeah, that's really cool. And we've definitely done like really cool body painting scenes and things like that. Or you made art with me with needles and string. Absolutely. That's right. I made you into a harp. I think we've done that a couple times. Yeah. I literally saw back from when you first came over Uh with Mew, you and I. And we did a double wax play scene. Oh, yeah. Remember that? That was like our first scene together. Uh-huh. It was my first scene with both of you. 
Yeah, it was so nice. We just held hands. It was really, really sexy and really wonderful. And once again, it's a type of bondage. Right. But you are free to move around and you know that you can just crack the wax at any time and sit up. Yeah. So as far as thinkies with this, it really just reminded me how fun it is to be creative with your partner and even if you're not with them maybe face to face over the interwebs type of thing would be maybe like have your bottom get some flowers or something and then have them lay down and you instruct them as the top where to put the things or what to draw on the and of course we do that you know with dirty things you're my Mm -hmm. filthy slut and stuff like that (laughs) but if you wanted to do something that was maybe which is (laughs) damn fun but if you wanted to do something that was prettier you could also do something like that yeah that would be lovely i think for people quarantined uh now let's get on to the feels what type of feelings did this writing give you i said i gave this a six for feels so a little you know a little tipped tipped it into the higher half of feels just because i thought it was just a nice scene it just you know it painted the the connectedness you can get from just kind of being with your partner and not necessarily doing anything super intense, but something like really nice and sweet and, you know, just spending time with your partner doing things. It was just, it was nice to read. So I said this. For like, me, as somebody who likes to grab somebody and fuck their brains out, <laughs> I had to focus because there was none of that really in this scene. They finished and the mm-hmm. pretty, that's it. Yeah. So for me, it was a switch to just realize that, wow, at this point, touching nobody right now, how amazing that would be just to touch Bunny and to maybe do a needle scene and decorate you with needles and and just all of that touching that sometimes you forget about when you're like, okay, I want you to come 50 times and then tell me I'm a god, which is also lovely and I miss that. But so <laughs> so the feels for this, I, I got it. I got it a little bit. Yeah. Let's move on to the tingle factor. Yeah. Well, kind of interesting based on what you were just saying. Like, I gave it a four for tingle factor. It wasn't, obviously, it wasn't super sexual and grabby. As you were saying, it was a lot more calm. And it made me realize how many stories that I read um, and that I connect with, and it's still connected to my sexuality, even though they aren't overtly sexual, which is interesting because in kink, generally, I am still a very sexual person. And like all of the play experiences I've had and doing everything, generally, they are pretty sexual. But I find I like stories that just evoke different aspects of play. And, like, I feel like I can fill in the blanks in my head. And sometimes I add the more sexual things after. Sure. Um, but the story by itself, without adding anything, I would say four. Four for Tingle Factor. I'm, I'm with you, too. It was, it was one of those where I was like, huh. Like, I really, I had to think at the end. I was like, huh, that was really pretty. There's no sex at the end. Yeah. Huh. How do I feel about that? <laughs> but you can think about it. Yeah. It, it really was... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I got to think more about that. Okay. <laughs> but all in all, I think it was it was a fun read. Obviously, it was a very short read, and we will be putting that up on our website, Perverted Podcast. 
and uh, you can go and see Bunny's scores and, of course, a link to that. And we did get uh, an email last week of somebody that said, hey, I do like Bunny's segment and I do like you guys talking about uh, the fan fiction. And then I think people are hopefully going to be responding more to that so we could get some more ideas for the types of fan fictions and erotic fictions that people want us to read. And we also started writing group erotica in our perverted podcast FetLife group where it's kind of group like I started with two lines of erotica. Ooh, I love it. And then somebody put two lines after that and two lines after that. Uh-huh. So you have to go, Bunny, and add two lines. Okay. And then once it gets to like 10, you know, I'll wrap it up and then I'll voice it or Kathy will voice it uh-huh. and then we'll put it on the show. Ooh, I like that so much. Well, this is been a lovely segment and of course it is always lovely to talk and spend time with you i do miss you dreadfully i do miss you too well then we will just have to have you dig into your reading and find some good smut for us next time mm-hmm. bunny we will see you very soon okay bye Woo! we have come to the end of show 273 and once again Boogie and I are guilty of subjecting our listeners to untold pain as they are forced to listen to our inane chatter and ridiculous opinions. But hey, <laughs> that will not stop us from asking you to visit patreon.com forward slash perverted podcast and consider donating five bucks a month if you give a fuck. Also, write to us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com or drop in on us at fetlife.com under the perverted podcast profile or check out our group of the same name where you can view all the posts we talk about here on the show. And once again, thank you to all our patrons. Thank you to all of our listeners. And of course, as every week, thank you so much to our glorious show sponsor, Headley, who is keeping us going with that extra, extra oomph. Oomph. <laughs> That's what it is. It's oomph. oomph. It is oomph. It's, it's definitely having a show sponsor gives oomph. Very important oomph, especially when it's going to be time for me to pay to get home. So oomph. <laughs> Thank you for the oomph uh, here. But uh, man, I don't know. I like this show. This was actually kind of fun. Yeah. Pickle Dick was good. <laughs> Pickle Dick was good. I like Pickle Dick. And, and I liked your mantra. Thank you. <laughs> I am sexy. My wit is quick. I'll triumph soon and fuck hot chicks and get Kathy lots more dicks. Sounds like a Dr. Seuss thing. It is. You should write a Dr. Seuss book. Get more dick. Okay. Oh, we're supposed to end the show now. You and I are just babbling. Oh, As usual. As usual. Fine. We'll see you guys next week. God, there you go again, being righteous in a comment section. You're a self-appointed, no-life, pseudo-intellectual, demanding like it matters our spelling perfection. Internet grammar Nazi, why do you have to come so unglued? It's not like I dropped out of high school, just to fuck with you. The world won't end if I misspell a word or improperly punctuate. You only point out my mistakes cause you're so fucking lame you can't respond to my debate. Y-O-U-R. A lawnmower monkey fucker. Y-O-U-R. A cheeseburger decomposed. Y-O-U-R. Annoying and now exposed. Internet grammar Nazi. Life doesn't center on the structure of words. Sure, I want to learn better grammar, but
but not from a snobby turd. So get some lube and loosen up, and we'll all get along just great. I think you'll find without the stick up your ass, it's pretty easy to communicate. 